Hey everyone, this is James Stevenson from Gene Loves Jezebel. Jay Aston's Gene Loves Jezebel, I should say in America. And you are listening to the New Wave Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Music Podcast. I am your man, T-Bone. And this is Steve. And shout out to our listeners in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, we really appreciate you listening. Steve, so here we are for another episode. Um, We are going to be covering a couple of bands today. Uh, Shall we just jump right in? Let's do it. Okay, so the first one up today is going to be the latest from Altered Images. Uh, You'll probably remember them from such songs as Happy Birthday. Could be happy. And one of my favorite songs of all time, Don't Talk to Me About Love. So, Steve, this is uh, the album is called Mascara Streaks, and that's a Z at the end of Streaks. It came out this year, 2022. This is only their uh, first album in 39 years. It's been a few, uh, a little bit of time. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the last one was 1983's Bite. And uh, the fact of the matter, it's only their fourth album. They had one in 81, 82, 83, and then nothing until 2022. This time we have Claire Grogan on vocals and Johnny Mecklehone on bass. Those are original members. We have Stephen Lironi, who plays various various instruments, as well as being Claire's husband. Now, he's been uh, with the band since 83. And then uh, adding up to the rest of the band, we've got Bernard Butler on guitars. Now, uh, he was with Suede, or London Suede, depending on what you want to look at it. And uh, Steve, if you remember right, he also did some guitars on the last uh, Pet Shop Boys album. And finally, we have Bobby Hodges on guitar. Uh, He kind of actually goes by Bobby Bluebell now because he was in the 80s band, The Bluebells. And uh, the album, T-Bone, kicks off with the title track, Mascara Streaks. T-Bone, from the opening verse, I'm all in on this album. It's such a welcome back to Altered Images. I can't believe this is only their fourth album. And it shows Altered Images is back after nearly 40 years. This is a great track to jump back into Altered Images and just a great new wave track in general. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, This was the first single on the album, and it starts off just like classic Altered Images. Steve, I love the little hand claps throughout the song. And 
Claire still has that signature squeaky voice, but it's clear that she has matured over the years. Really enjoyed this song. It's one of my favorites on the album. And that takes us up to the second track, Red Startles the Sky. This one starts off with a funky keyboard line that uh, starts the track, and it's accompanied by some groovy guitar and bass. For me, this song kind of has a 60s soul vibe. It actually reminds me, strangely enough, of a kind of a light Prince kind of sound. Uh, That same keyboard line continues at different points in the song. At times, it does seem like it's a little bit intrusive, but it makes for a unique sound. And for BT Bone, after hearing the opening track, I didn't think this album could top that one. I was wrong. (laughs) <laughs> this one is not is one of my favorite tracks actually on the album. It has a great beat. The vocals from Claire shine, but that chorus is so infectious. It will pull you into this track and be stuck in your head for days. Yeah, I agree with you. This is an equally good song after that first awesome song. Then we go to the next track, Color of My Dreams. Another solid track. This one has a semi-techno vibe, and Claire's vocals make this track work very well. There's great synth work throughout the track. Also, the track highlights are Claire's vocals with just a subtle octave changes that at times make this a nice, very nice dance track. I could not agree with you more on that, especially on Claire's vocals. Yeah, this has a, a great, strong new wave beat. It really moves the song forward strongly. Claire's vocals, I I felt, were right on target, especially as she transitions into that chorus. And yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from with her, with that vocals of hers. It's just spot on. And that takes us up to the fourth track, Glitter Ball. This one really has a sexy start to the song with the guitars and Claire's voice. Then those drums come in and really take it to a new level. But it's the persistent guitars and bass that I think is really the song's strength. Yeah, and T-Bone, with a name like Glitterball, I was expecting this to be a high-energy dance track. What we get is one of the slower tempo tracks on the album, and it works beautifully. This track has some great bass guitar work mixed with some outstanding synth work, as you mentioned. Yeah, no, I agree completely on it. Very, very interesting song and, and well done. That moves to the next track, Your Life Is Mine. I really enjoyed how the guitars were mixed throughout this track and the tempo of Claire's vocals make this track work very well. Yeah, you know, the for me, the instrumentation here is exceptional, but I got to be honest with you, Steve, the overall sound left me a little bit cold. Uh, it's a mid-tempo pace that it just really didn't catch on for me. Well, the tempo does pick up in the next track, Home. Yeah. 
this is another one of the album highlights for me, T-Bone. I love the bass and the tempo, and when the track moves into the backing, the backing chorus mixed with Claire's vocals, makes for an outstanding track. Steve, are you reading my notes this time? Yeah, this is actually probably my favorite song on the album. The guitar, bass, and vocals that start this track are outstanding. But really, like you mentioned, it's when that chorus comes in, especially the accompanying background, that the song hits its peak. Claire really soars on it. Her vocals are just beautiful. I also like how it kind of fades out right towards the end of the song and then comes back in for a final coda. For me, this song was entirely too short. I absolutely love this track and that leads us up to the seventh track beautiful thing I think I like the layered instruments more than the vocals, but that's not really saying anything against her part. There's just so much going on in this track from the piano, which is ubiquitous, to great guitar lines, bass, drums. Uh, it, it's one of my it's one of the better tracks, I think, instrumentally. Yeah, and Beautiful Thing was actually one of the first singles off the album, and it's definitely an album highlight. This is a great song to pick up and, and jump into it to see if you like the album or not as a gauge. It's well-produced from the lyrics to the music to the vocals. That moves us to the next song, Changing My Luck. I like how this album had a little bit more of a, this, song, this track almost has more of a jazz slash blues tempo to it. I love that bass line that segues into a great synth tempo and chorus. Really liked how there's some poppy synths to open the track, and then in comes that great bass and drums. It's those synths, though, that really stand out on this track for me. And that leads us up to number nine, Lost of Love. Steve, there's a wah-wah guitar riff opening this track, and it's probably one of the best parts of this song. It's not saying that it's a bad song. It's a good one, but it really isn't one of the strongest on the album. But on a positive note, I found Claire's voice is very strong, and it's it has a very moving beat. Um, again, probably not one of my favorites on the album, but there are some elements of it that I really enjoyed. Yeah, this track to me kind of has a tempo or a pace like blues track. Mm. This is what you'd get. That being said, this is probably the weakest track on the album. I'm with you on that. It's not a bad song. Right. It's just a forgettable track on an otherwise outstanding album. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. But that all changes on the next track, for me at least, Double Reflection. It's a double reflection. Steve, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's a great way to start it. Continues all the way through. The clapping drum beat is outstanding. And the chorus is exceptional with its change in style as well as a strong backing vocals that go along with it. This is an extremely danceable track and I absolutely love this one. 
T-Bone, I'm with you. This album picks up with a toned-down techno mix that only altered images can pull off. The lyrics and the chorus really reminded me of a track that you would hear almost in like an 80s movie uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Maybe of a film called Double Reflection. Right. I just, but that being said, I found this track being nothing short of pure joy. Yeah. No, really agree with you completely. It's wonderful. So that brings us up to the 11th track, The Flame. So on this one, jangly guitars open the track, then all the instruments join in. But those guitars that really were the highlight of the song for me. Midway through, some chimey keyboards come in and they really work. You know, we've talked about it so many times about headphones. I really think this song needs to be heard with headphones. It makes a totally different experience than without. And CT Bone, I really enjoyed how this opens with uh, some great bass guitar that blends with some outstanding synth work. I like how this track went back and forth from guitars or the bass to synth, and at times reminded me of the first time I heard Rapture by Blondie. Hmm. And we close out the album with the track Sleep. The album winds down with a slower tempo song. It features some great mix of synth and strings. A great song to close out a fantastic album. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to probably disagree with you a little bit on this one. I I just felt sadly that it's not a great track to finish the album. For me, it lacks spark. And I think the name of the song, Sleep, kind of uh, hinted at that for me. Now, I will say it does have some great orchestrated uh, synths that do give it a a little lift. But for me, it wasn't really enough to uh, end this uh, album on a strong note. So T-Bone, overall, this is actually going to probably still end up being in my top 10 of 2022. And that's a fantastic thing to say that we've got so many great new wave albums oh, that's been come a great out this year. year. It might not be my album of the year, but this is one that I found very enjoyable. And I would highly recommend if you're looking for a great new wave album, that this album from Altered Images is, is well worth picking up. Um, and they sound like they've just right, right where they left off in 1983. Yeah, 83. Yeah, these are three and four minute pop songs that never overstay their welcome. If I did have one complaint about this album, though, Steve, it's I felt too often that Claire's vocals were muffled under the instruments. She's a wonderful vocalist, and I really like would like to have heard her a little bit more in the forefront. I got to say that this album, though, we, we've had it for a little while now, and the album did take a few listens for uh, it to finally catch on with me. In many ways, it's very similar to their earlier albums, especially Bite. And in other ways, uh, it's its own unique self. Steve, I think I I could stand on this this thought here that some people are annoyed by Claire's voice. Some people love the innocent bubble to it. I'm in the the latter camp. I have always liked her voice. I give this album a strong recommendation, just like you, Steve, but primarily for fans. I'm not convinced that those that are entirely unfamiliar with altered images will see the value, but I think that the those who are fans will really enjoy what's presented here. And as tradition goes, it's time for some music news. 
Yeah, so uh, we w- found out some interesting information that the Smithereens are going to be bringing out what they're calling the Lost Album. This is an album that they recorded many, many years ago, kind of in between labels. They were doing it on their own, but it never got released, uh, as it's called, the Lost Album. Now, this will be available on September 23rd, and uh, you can find a link for it on our website that you can order it. And T-Bone, I'm kind of maybe getting a hint that we might be having that come up as an upcoming album for review one day. I don't see why not. Stay tuned. (laughs) And a band that's near and dear to my heart, Susie and the Banshees, they actually announced they're coming out with a new collection of seasonally themed collections of classic and rarity songs. The album's going to be called All Souls, and that'll be released on October 21st. Yeah, and that one's being curated by Susie herself, so it really should have some interesting music on really it. Really curious. I wish there was a track listing, but we just got to wait. found out yet. Yeah, and then up next is going to be Record Day. That's coming up in November. There are some LPs that might uh, interest our uh, listeners. Uh, the first one is there's going to be a picture disc from The Cure on their Wish album. And then going back a few more years than that, uh, Sparks is going to put out a live album album that they did in 74 and finally simple minds just dropped another single off their upcoming album heart of the direction the single is called first you jump And that will be available on October 21st. Nice. And T-Bone, to close out this episode, we actually had a listener-requested uh, episode. Our listener, Christopher, suggested that we take on the new album from Holly Johnson. You might remember Holly Johnson. He was in a band called Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Had the song, of course, Relax. Relax, don't do it when you want to go to it. Relax, don't do it. And the power of love. The power of love, a force from above, leading my soul. Holly Johnson also had some other hits Love Train. Right, yeah. Love Train was off of his uh, first solo album uh, that came out in the very late 80s. So this one is called Europa, and it came out in 2014. So we are going back a little bit in time here. Uh, This is only his fourth solo album after two with Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And really, it seems like his two middle albums from 91 and 93 seem to have gotten kind of forgotten in time. This one has Holly on uh, vocals, of course. And Steve, I was really surprised to find out that he is a multi-instrumentalist. He did a lot of different uh, uh, instruments on this album. And I'm not going to... Yeah, he is a very talented man. And I'm not going to go through everybody that was on the album because he did have a lot of session musicians who came in and worked with him. But some of them that were uh, maybe a little bit more well-known was Phil Manzanera, who did guitars. Now, he was with Roxy Music. And Vinnie Riley also did guitars. He's with Daruti Column. And interestingly enough, Steve, Vangelis worked on this album, the late Vangelis. He did keyboards on some songs. Let's take a look at the album and how it stacks up. It opens with the track, Follow Your Heart. Follow your heart and life will start. 
is a great album opener for me, T-Bone. Uh, one, actually, one of the album highlights for me. Holly Johnson's vocals are outstanding. I really enjoyed the melody, the chorus, but the lyrics sold me on this from the start. The lyrics, follow your heart and love will be the consequence. Be true to yourself and follow through. Now that said, this song did feel a bit long. I really, I think it goes on for about six minutes. If it was about a four and a half minute track, it would be like a perfect song in my opinion. Yeah, it's funny you'd mention that because it is the longest track on the album. And, and I really think it's open strongly with a, with a great beat. Holly's vocals are are outstanding and, and on this positive song about love. The backing vocals, which peak out during the chorus, really add to the track. But I think it's that synth line late in the song that I like the most. It really moves the song along. And that leads us up to my favorite track on the album, the second one, In and Out of Love. In and out of love. This was the first single on the album, and it's no wonder why. This is an exceptional song in every respect. Holly has never sounded better. The song gets right into the chorus, which I think is to its benefit, and it's amazing. I love the ba ba that is a highlight of the chorus. Subtle guitar plays in the background behind the drum beat, and there's some awesome keys that come in late in the song, and they are just perfect. I really do think this is probably my favorite song he's ever done, whether that's solo or with Frankie Goes to Hollywood. T-Bone, T-Bone, (laughs) T-Bone. Let me guess. You've almost got my notes verbatim, which is crazy. (laughs) It's just that good of a song. Yeah, then rather rehash what you just said, I'm just going to say ditto. Yeah. It's a great song. Oh, I love this song. Absolutely love it. And then T-Bone, that takes us to my favorite song on the album, Heaven's Eyes. This just has a great beat throughout the song. I loved how Holly Johnson's vocals shine on this one. And the mix of the backing singers take this track to the next level for me. Well, you know, it's yeah, I can't agree with you more. It's going to be difficult, uh, in my opinion, to follow up on that previous song, but this one does not disappoint. A great keyboard line mixed in with some brief but effective grindy guitar makes this a nice dance song. And I, I agree with you, Steve. Holly's vocals are as strong as ever. Then we move to the song So Much It Hurts. You know I just can't hide it even if it's unrequited. I'm just lost for words cuz I love you so much it hurts. This is the first of the few ballads on the album. I like how this opened with kind of a type of horn and also just a slight use of percussions and strings that come in about halfway through the song. So far, T-Bone, I'm really enjoying this album. Now, that being said, it did take me a minute the first time I listened to this album to get used to it, as this is a Holly Johnson album, not a Frankie Goes to Hollywood album. Right. No, and I think that's to its benefit. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The piano and those horns that you mentioned signal a change for this song. The pain of love in Holly's voice really 
highlights this track. Um, this one does slow things down a little bit from where we've been. You know, if anything, this one reminds me of how Power of Love from Pleasure Dome sort of did the same thing for that yeah. album. Uh, the backing chorus, uh, the vocals there are really sore and make this track even stronger. And then we jump into Dancing with No Fear. This one gets the beat going again. I really enjoyed the infectious sound that this track brings. You can sense the joy in Mr. Johnson's voice as he is singing in this track. I love the synth work on this track as well. Another album highlight for me. Yeah, actually, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Incredible synths and drums open the track. It builds and builds throughout the song. But not to be left out, there's a little bit of piercing guitar that makes its way in occasionally. And you mentioned an infectious beat. Could not agree more. Uh, it's during the chorus that makes this song so great. And then up next is the sixth track, Europa. Europa, the time has come. We just need the vision to try something new. Throw out all divisions. Now, I mentioned earlier that Vangelis, the late Vangelis, did some work on this album. He actually co-wrote this one with Holly. Uh, this one has some strong, uh, has a strong, interesting mix of instruments, uh, but they kind of are simply all over the place. Um, that makes this song uh, actually one of my least favorites on the album. The vocals try hard, but for the most part, I just didn't feel like they worked, especially in regard to the rest of the album. If anything tries to save this song, it's the guitar work that comes in late in the track. Really, though, for me, it's not enough to make this a great song, even though it tries. See, T-Bone, this is where we're going to disagree. Okay. This is probably my second favorite track wow. on the album. I love the synth work to open this track. I also like on this track that you get that signature deep octaves from Holly Johnson that you're familiar with from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. This is probably as close as you're going to get to a Frankie Goes to Hollywood track on this album. And I also love the semi-spoken dialogue throughout the song. It's just, to me, was an absolute joy to listen to. I didn't know you were such a fan of Vangelis also. Yep. <laughs> All right, that takes us up to the seventh track, Glorious. Comes from heavens above. It's a glorious love. Comes from heavens above. It's a glory. For me, things get right back on track with this mid-tempo song that has a great backbeat and a really nice chorus. It's a love song, which, you know, as most are on this album, and it's done very well. Holly's vocals are very sweet, and there's an honesty that can be believed. And see, T-Bone, this track for me was not so glorious. Oh, it's too bad. I found it to be subpar compared to what we've already listened to. This is just an average song to me. I didn't hate it, but didn't love it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's understandable. It's not one of the greatest on the album. I enjoyed it more than you did, though. Yeah. Then we jump into Hold On Tight. Gossip where I wanted to get off the album. This repetitive techno beat I found very distracting. 
found it like back in the eighties or nineties when you got some of those pre-programmed keyboards yeah. with the pre-programmed Sith that just kept going and going and going with those tempos. To me, that's what it reminded me of, and I just could not get past it. This is the probably the song that I just want to skip off the album. Huh. Otherwise, an enjoyable album. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, it's not one of my favorite songs on the album either, but I'm definitely going to disagree with you. I think this one has some really true new wave synths that start the track. They have a real familiarity and they pull you in. Uh, but it's the chorus, as with many of these songs, that makes it so uh, that makes it so strong. Plus, his voice is really powerful throughout. So, I think clearly uh, a disagreement on this track. I liked it a little bit more than you. Um, that does leave us lead us into the ninth track, "Lonesome Town." The This one slows things down quite drastically, and while the vocals are strong and the synths are appealing, for me, it's not one of the more interesting songs on the album. I do like the line, though, we've all been given lemons and some make lemonade. The sun will slay your demons, so steps outside the shade. For that, for me, that the, the lyrics maybe are a little bit better than the actual song itself. T-Bone, for me, this is a welcome ballad after the last couple tracks. Just for switching the tempo and the pace for the last two tracks, I'd give the song a high, high recommend. However, it's beautiful done. It has a tempo that allows Holly Johnson's voice to shine. As you mentioned, we also get some great lyrics and some also solid synth work on this track. Which takes us to the next song, You're In My Dreams Tonight. You're in my dreams tonight. There's no Again, like Hold On Tight, this one does feel a little bit of a, a lazy track that they're kind of using pre-programmed factory synth settings. Uh, and this is a track that I dare say might make this album feel a little bit stretched out. Yeah, you know, I think I can agree with you on that. I mean, we're getting towards the end here. This one does have funkier than usual synths to open the track, and they continue in different ways throughout the song. All of the instruments get their due. I think that Holly's voice is the highlight of this track. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's not one of the better, and it is starting to wind down. Um, I think maybe I liked it a little bit better than you did, but probably not by much. And that uh, leads us to the final track on the album, The Sun Will Shine Again. The sun will shine again Just you believe There'll be a moment when We all can breathe I actually felt this was a pretty good song to finish the album. It, it definitely has a little bit of a slower pace, but for me it worked. Uh, the the vocals and the backing vocals in conjunction make it a nice combination. And Steve, I must say, it's not often uh, that we get to hear the words peachy keen in a song, but Holly can get away with it. That he can. And it takes this track here, T-Bone, to get us to come back together again. At the beginning of the album, we were on the same page. We both kind of went off our separate ways in the middle of the album. But we, we agree this track here is a great way to close out the album. Yes. I enjoyed it from the bass work to the synth to the vocals. 
and the lyrics that you got. And I also enjoyed the message of hope. The sun will shine again. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Welcome to the Pleasure Dome is such an iconic new wave song. But I think that Holly has proven that there is life after a mega hit. His first solo album, Blast, was strong. Despite some missteps here that we have on a Europa, I think we can both agree that it's not a perfect album. Uh, this one does have a lot going for it, uh, and it shows that Holly's talent, along with the musicians on this album, are, are clearly evident. Um, he really hasn't sounded better. Uh, he hasn't sounded better. I think he has a wonderful vocal range. I have no idea uh, if it's him having HIV that has kept him out. His output limited. I certainly hope it's not another decade before we see something else from him. Um, so with, as with alternate images, Steve, uh, there are a number of songs that hold up to the best in his collection. I give this one a strong recommendation for multiple reasons. Like I said in the review a few moments ago, it did take me a few moments to get into this album, realizing that it, it's not a Frankie Goes to Hollywood right. album. It's going to have a different feel, different vibe. Once I accepted that this is a Holly Johnson recording, not a Frankie Goes to Hollywood recording, I actually really like this album. Yeah. I'm grateful for our listener for suggesting this album. With the exception of probably two tracks, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this mm-hmm. album and yeah. would give it a high recommend to any fan of the 80s. Yeah, no, I, I think we can completely agree on that. Whether we agree with the songs that uh, we find good or bad, I think we can agree that overall this is a pretty strong album. Well, that's going to close off another episode of the New Wave Music Podcast. As always, we really appreciate our listeners. And uh, if you uh, have a moment, check out our website, newwavemusicpodcast.com. And just like our last couple of listeners did, we had a suggestion for Information Society uh, prior episode, and Christopher suggested Holly Johnson this episode. If any of our listeners have any suggestions on what they'd like to hear us review, drop us a line. Easiest way to reach us is uh, newwavemusicpodcast.com, our website. Or, of course, there's the email address, which is uh, basically the same, newwavemusicpodcast at yahoo.com. And on our next episode, we get to look forward to some new material from Howard Jones and Nick Kershaw. Yeah, I'm really excited about these. I mean, Howard Jones, I haven't kept up on quite as much than his early stuff. Uh, But, you know, it should be interesting to see what direction he's gone. And uh, Nick Kershaw, I've been a fan of for years and years. So I'm really excited to listen to this. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how some of these legacy uh, synth artists will go. Absolutely. And as always, we thank our listeners for joining us. We look forward to having you guys uh, join us back on our next episode. (laughs) 